The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. What is happening? (laughs) Welcome to another episode of the Nick and Alex Baseball Show, the place where we will gladly wear a rainbow badge. I'm Nick Pollock. Joining me is the ravishing Alex Fast. Ravishing. I was thinking about this beforehand. It looks so ugly. This, this kind of uh, this Amish beard I have going on. Mm. It's, you don't really, you're not really able to take care of yourself once you have a child. But I appreciate the sentiment. I am very excited to be here talking baseball with you. Just sipping some yeah, brews, yeah. sipping yeah. some brews, and talking some ball. Yeah, totally. Got my my PL seven mug right here for that. Uh, just just so we're clear, I was supposed to get my hair cut, didn't do it. it it's it's going out like a chia pet. And uh, I don't know. I I, I, I was informed by Twitter. I was informed yes. by the, uh, Nick Pollock's hair Twitter account that it was formed today. <laughs> that that's a real have... thing. That's a real yeah. Twitter account. It's yeah. Unbelievable. Okay. That's where we have reached life. No, we have a wonderful show today. We have um, some really fun stuff we want to talk about. And uh, I, I do want to note before we get going, this is the very last time. If you're listening to this podcast, on the pitcherless fantasy baseball feed. Well, it's the last time you're going to have it there. Mm. You can only listen to us on the main Nick and Alex baseball show podcast feed from the next episode moving forward. So make sure you you go and rate it. Make sure you go and leave a review. We have a review this week fast. You want to read it? You want to read I it? I do. It's a review? very it's a very kind review. It's five stars from F Osman. It's a great show. I like it. I love it. We need some more of it. I believe was that, I believe that's Garth Brooks, right? Is that Garth Brooks? Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, I believe it would be Garth Garth Brooks. And uh, of course, we have our PL Plus giveaway. As I think, fast is frozen here. Look at this. I mean, I was saying that he's ravishing. I like, but it. I mean, now now we can actually see he's ravishing. Oh, you're back, buddy. Hi, I'm back. Look, I'm back. I apologize. I was so busy Googling if that was uh, Garth Brooks. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. It was Tim McGraw, and my internet oh. punished me. Yeah, my internet punished me. Can't look yeah. up Tim McGraw today. But all right. We also, no. because it's a live show, what we do is we give away PL Plus every time. So uh, Eric Mira, of course, our wonderful producer, is, is back this week. We're so happy he's here. And uh, we're, he's going to put up this lovely graphic. And you guys on chat right now on Twitch, we do this every week. Twitch.tv slash pitchless. You should be there 10 p.m. Eastern time every single Tuesday. Twitch chat, remember this. At the end of the show, I'm going to ask and not give it away this time. Who is this pitcher with a 159 oh, ERA, 6-0 and record, 51 innings, yes! 0.88 whip, 25% K rate, 8.7% walk rate, 93 mile per hour fastball? And, and you know, you're listening right now. Are you going to be able to beat fast? Are you going to be the only oh, one? I don't know. <laughs> yes! uh, but uh, all right, let's, let's get that out of here. Let's get that out and bring in something a little bit better than that graphic. We have a guest today, don't we, Fast? We do. We have a guest that I, 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 it's always very exciting to me when we can get fellow Hebrews to talk about baseball in any sort of, in any sort of way, shape or form. And uh, listen, Nick, you and I, we're not good people. Um, no, what I mean by that is we, we follow, we say we follow baseball, but we don't. We're liars. We're fibs. We're cheats. We follow Major League Baseball. Now, That's what true. the guys at Cespedes Family Barbecue do, the real baseball fans, they follow capital B Baseball. They'll go to a baseball game in wherever. They'll go to Korea. They'll go to Japan. They'll go to Taiwan. They'll go to college stuff. They'll do all of it. 
Yes. Those guys are the real heroes. The College mm. World Series is about to kick off uh, on June 16th. And who better to talk to us about the College Baseball World Seri- Series experience than one half of the Fantastic Cespedes Family Barbecue, Jordan Schusterman. Jordan, come on down. What's Woo! up, y'all? How we doing? How we doing? What's up, man? Yeah. Oh, oh man. I get an exclamation point and everything? Oh, man. <laughs> So you got honored. a great hat there. Uh, how are, do you feel uh, about that that call that happened? Uh, Wait, did, did you feel that's right, dude? Well, are you talking about the UMD game? This is, yeah. by the way, there's I I'm going to give you guys a zero percent chance of knowing what what hat this is. But, um, <laughs> That's fine. If that's is so upset. It. I just skipped like five things. I know. Like, listen, it's like Nick's like Alex making an outline. Let's talk about what the show is. And then what does he do? He just blows right over it. But yep. please, I don't know what that hat is. What is it? This is uh, the University of Mary Harden Baylor, a Division Three football powerhouse. But now soon to be baseball powerhouse. Shouts out head coach Mike Stosky who sent me a bunch of gear. Uh, but I was at the University of Maryland UConn uh, regional game last night. And uh, man, not no fun. No Wait, fun you were you were there. there. I was there. I was IRL. I was I was in person, live on the scene. As I live in Washington D.C., and so I was there in College Park with a good friend Connor Newcomb. I don't know if you've had Connor Newcomb on the show. Yes, but uh, oh, yep, Connor's yeah. great. Obviously, uh, Connor's a, a Terps alum. And uh, yeah, I I I was sitting originally in the bleachers in the outfield, and then I moved behind home to sit with Connor about five minutes before that play happened. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was, it was just bad vibes all around. Now that said, that said, love the Terps, amazing season, historic season, super fun watching them all year long. Uh, that said, they did walk four in a row and then a hit by pitch and then a grand slam in the first inning. So, yeah. you know, maybe don't do that. And then we don't have a situation where we're worried about <laughs> calls yeah. like that at the eighth. <laughs> so, so- I'm I'm with you. I I am a I am a Maryland uh, not alum, but I am born and raised in Maryland. So root for Wait, all things. Really? Yeah, root for all things Maryland. Shot. I I sadly also have that stupid obsession with our awful flag. Um, I wanna I wanna <laughs> take a step back first though. Nick did this great thing where he skips to chapter three, even though chapter one I, I two love it. are fantastic. It's my favorite. Man, I, where- I hosted the Barbacast with Jake Bince. Anything's possible. <laughs> Okay, so you and I are simpatico in this. I'm ready. Um, I'm ready for anything. I'm happy to be Jake. Jake, walk best. Yeah. Uh, all right, you're Jake. I'm Jordan. I'll take that all day. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I love both of you equally. Um, we uh, walk us through where Maryland was in the process because I think a lot of people who might not be familiar with the College World Series are like, wait, so they were in the thing, but they didn't make the super regional, and that's right. this. So, can you walk us through what Maryland lost, what was at stake, and then what the overall kind of structure of the College Baseball World Series is? Sure. So, just like March Madness, it's it's sixty four teams uh, in Division One, um, but unlike you know, I mean, there is a bracket uh, that is set up where certain regionals are paired with each other for the second round. But the regional format is a double elimination four-team tournament hosted by 16 regionals across the country. And Maryland, uh, for the first time ever, got to host a regional um, this week, this past weekend in College Park. So four teams, you know, in, in each regional, and you basically have to win at least three games, if not four, if you lose your first one, which is really not a total great representation of, of actual what baseball is during the season when you play three right. game series on the weekends. Mm. But it is what it is. And so they lost in in the final game of the regional. Uh, to UConn. And so UConn moved on and will be playing Stanford in the Super Regional. So the Super Regional is best of three series coming up this weekend. Um, 16 of those, or sorry, eight of those uh, Super Regionals uh, coming up this weekend. Uh, UConn going out to play Stanford. And then there's a bunch of other, obviously, great matchups starting this weekend on Friday. Uh, and then the winner of those eight Super Regionals will be going to Omaha. So that's how the Super, that's how the College World Series gets decided. And who are okay. the teams that are just lighting it up that we have to watch for? Yeah, so uh, we just we just wrote a little bit about this and did a video about it. But Tennessee's been number one in the country oh, yeah. basically since probably the second or third week of the season. They did go to Omaha last year, but this is a program that has sort of come out of nowhere um, relatively. I mean, sure, there's some history there. Of course, they had Todd Helton, you know, many years ago, and they've had some big players. But in general, in the SEC, this has not been one of the perennial powerhouses. But they got this coach Tony Vitello in there a few years ago, and he's really built this program up. Um, and yeah, Tennessee's been unbelievable. I mean, in in, in I'll, I'll just keep it simple. They led the country in home runs and and an ERA. 
So okay. that's pretty good. Yeah, that'll do. That's good. That'll do. Good, good recipe, right? Um, so they did. They were challenged a little bit in the regional. They were obviously hosting, and they're going to be welcoming in uh, Notre Dame for the Super Regionals. But they are one of the most dominant teams we've seen in a long time. Uh, that said, fun fact: no number one overall seed has won at all since 1999. The University really? of Miami. So wow. history is very much against them, even though they do appear like by far the best team. So uh, now that said, if they lose this weekend, I mean Notre Dame is great. If they lose before Omaha, it would be pretty stunning. Um, it'll be a little bit different once they get there. But, yeah, Tennessee is, is 100% the team to watch. You know, it's almost like baseball. You need more than, you know, these small series to actually determine who is the best yeah. one, right? Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mix cultural references real quick. How many of what? these college baseball players do you think are finding out who the singer Kate Bush is for the first time by watching Stranger Things this week. You know how like wow. running up that hill is like back in the charts? Do you think they're all yeah. like, oh my God, Kate Bush, dude? Well, I, so, hold on. Spoilers, my friend, because I have not, what, what season of Stranger Things are we on at this point? Three, four? Four? And there's no spoiler. I just, I haven't watched it either, to be fully honest, but they're apparently like, there's a big thing with Kate Bush and her song is trending. And I'm like, how? All of America's like, who's Kate Bush? And I'm like, what that's well, a Nick thing to say. Well, Wait, that yeah. isn't like Machine Head Bush or whatever? Isn't that? How um, do we mute him? How do we like mute <laughs> Nick? How do we like get him off? I. I can't speak to. I really have not. I I, I do like Stranger Things. I, I watch for. I but I, I can I cannot speak to anything that you're referring to right now. So okay, I, that, I'm, well, I'm sure whatever your reference and joke well, is is a great joke. The joke. Right. The joke is that they're all <laughs> very very true. I mean, the thing is, like, they're all like born in 2000 or later. Yes. Is what Fast is trying to say. Yeah. Yes. Absurdly startling. Later. They're all like, you know what the best movie in the world is? Inception. Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> these kids are born in like 2004. I mean, this is like. Oh my god. Again, oh, I, I, oh my yeah. god. That's crazy. Um, all right, getting back on topic. Uh, there, who who are first of all, just off the off the cuff, it sounds like the atmosphere is pretty crazy because it sounds like this three game series just like mm-hmm. you know the, you can't really make any mistakes. It sounds like it just you know uh, wasn't there a game a little while ago where some team was down like twenty six to one? It was it Oklahoma <laughs> Texas and the other team came back? Yeah, we had a uh, Oklahoma State had a, a, a dramatic weekend to say the least. They were down 12, 12 nothing facing elimination and won 26 to 15. Oh my God. Um, oh my which God. Is totally normal stuff. <laughs> but that was also why when Maryland went down seven to one, I was like, oh, we're chilling. Like, this is just normal yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's been, I know there's a lot, this is another thing you guys can just, you know, even if you haven't been following college baseball. Um, Obviously, a lot of discussion about the ball being dead in Major League Baseball. Very much mm-hmm. the opposite situation sure, yeah. in college baseball. The ball is flying to a somewhat laughable borderline like MLB 2019 levels, but with metal bats and smaller stadiums. So you can imagine what that and way worse pitching. So you can imagine the combination that, <laughs> that uh, results in. And so it's been very entertaining, but also a kind of chaotic in a way that's like almost bordering on just like this is stupid um, but you know i'm not complaining but but to your point like yeah the, the atmosphere is this weekend um especially at some of the places that are that are hosting for the first time ever or for the first time in a long time virginia tech in the in a super regional for the first time uh old uh, southern miss is hosting old miss which will be super mm-hmm. fun obviously mm-hmm. they, yeah they love the college baseball down in mississippi so a lot of great matchups and, and again it's, it's all over espn all weekend and, and we can't recommend it enough oh that's fantastic i mean we don't want to take more of your time we really appreciate you coming on here uh last thing obviously like who are the guys we have to see you know mm-hmm. who the, the stud pitcher the stud hitter who are they yeah, man. I mean, obviously, if you're if you're an MLB fan and you're tuning in, and, and it's easy to think, oh, who's who's draft guy, right? Um, I'm trying to think of of you know of the top teams that are still in. Obviously, Tennessee has a good number of them uh, on offense for sure. Jordan Beck, Drew Gilbert, both of those guys in the outfield could be first round picks. Uh, Stanford, Brock Jones in the outfield, he's a guy that could be first round pick, really slow start to the year, but he's been really really good late. Um, I mean that. I, one guy who I've super loved watching is a, is a is actually a true freshman named Vance Honeycut. You're not going to forget that name. Uh, um, yes, he's at uh, University of North Carolina, so he's he's not a draft eligible guy this year uh, hmm. or even next year, but he's he's come on in a huge way. So there's all kinds of guys. I mean, especially on the on the offensive side, there's there's just some really really talented hitters. And I would say the other really fun thing, but also kind of goofy thing about college baseball now is you have a lot of old 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 players. So obviously everyone got the extra year because of COVID. Um, when you cut, when you add that with the loosened transfer rules and all kinds of red shirts, 
there's just a lot of like 23 year old people playing hmm. college baseball, if not even older. Hmm. And wow. that is very entertaining because they're like massive to yeah. fully grown adults. But like, when you see, <laughs> but like when you see freshmen having to come in and face like 24 year olds, it's like, what it, is this college sports? Like it's kind of goofy in that sense. Um, and definitely I think gives the offense a bit of an edge. Uh, so that that creates a very, very strange but like kind of fun dynamic um, because oh. some teams are just really, really old. <laughs> some oh, of the man. teams that have gotten there just just brought everyone back and it's just like all seniors and, and fifth year and sixth year guys. Uh, and it's it's <laughs> it's it really it really creates an interesting thing, because, of course, you had the fun, the, you know, the really famous freshmen who are going to be you know top draft picks. And then you just have like old college baseball players that have played 200 college baseball games and they just know what the hell they're doing. So it's 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 it is a good time to tune in. That's amazing. Well, there's certainly a lot of you know not just MLB. There's certainly a lot of great baseball to watch this weekend. College World Series, the Women's College World Series is also yes. happening this weekend, which yes. you 100 percent check out. Uh, I know Kevin Brown, the great Orioles broadcaster, is calling a lot of those games, so you should be checking that out because he crushes that. Uh, he's a great broadcaster. Yeah, um, I just want to I just want to make sure we we cover that quickly. Um, yeah. Yeah, please. Uh, championship series starting tomorrow. Uh, that's a best of three between Oklahoma and Texas. A great contrast, obviously, you know, two name brand schools, but Texas in the championship series for the first time. Oklahoma looking to defend their crown. Oklahoma last year um, seemed like the best team I'd ever seen. And then this year they're even better. Uh, and so wow. that's kind of horrifying and, and really cool. Um, Josh Sonalo has 120 career home runs. Oh my God. What? <laughs> and wow. she's, you know, she's in her fifth season, but she, you know, that's a record that, that's that we might not ever see. Cares. That's so, insane. Yeah. But wasn't, the, the, wasn't, sorry, go ahead. No, no. I'm, if you have any questions about, cause like Oklahoma, again, it's, it is, you know, Texas is coming in. They're unseated. It's not like it's a small school, right? But they were not having a great season. Uh, they went to – there's a, a great tournament early in the season uh, down in Clearwater, Florida, where a bunch of the best teams come down and they play for like, you know, 10 days. And there's just like all the – it's just like ranked matchups for like five straight days. And it's great. And Texas mm. went 0-5, maybe even 0-6 in that tournament. And it was like, okay, like why should we be taking them seriously? Uh, and then, you know, in the last, you know, last couple of weeks, they've just been, been unbelievable. And now they're in the championship series. Now, do they have a chance against Oklahoma? No, they don't. But <laughs> <laughs> I still would recommend tuning in if they can even keep it close because, uh, but wait, didn't, yeah. didn't last year, Florida state pull off the upset against Oklahoma, yeah, right? So, Wasn't that like a great, I remember watching that and it was like pretty bananas that game. So James Madison also before that beat them, which was mm-hmm. unbelievable. Um, and then Florida State beat them in the championship series, but Oklahoma ultimately won the championship series. But they they did beat them in a game. That is true. Um, and then UCLA beat Oklahoma uh, yesterday in the first game of the you know the bracket finals or whatever. Um, so so they they are beatable. I mean, whatever they're fifty six and three now, fifty seven and three. Um, but like the difference between like the offense has been historic both years. Uh, but this year the pitching is is even better than it was last year. And so if they're throwing either of their top two, I just don't I mean again, Texas has defied the odds in a lot of way and they're and they're a good team. Uh their head coach Mike White is from New Zealand. So I highly encourage Ooh. tuning into any of his interviews. Um, because he looks like every other softball coach, but he doesn't sound like <laughs> Taika Watiti um, doing like a softball interview. That's very he good. is, he is, uh, exactly. He's, uh, right. Softball's favorite Kiwi, as they say. Um, hmm. so yeah, so, but Texas is, is, is obviously a great story and it, it is a conference rivalry. So, um, but, but honestly, just like, I can't recommend tuning enough, uh, just because it's, it's, uh, it's a great sport. It's fast paced. It's like, honestly, so much of it is like everything we complain about. Baseball is just not in it <laughs> so, in so many ways. And that's part of why I love it. Um, so that's exactly the last thing that I was going to say to you, where it's so funny because I feel like the common baseball fan is like, baseball's too slow and the three true outcomes. And, yeah. and it's like, OK, well, the KBO is incredibly fast paced. You want to watch that? No. All right. Well, College World Series is actually incredibly fast paced and it's got players who are super energized and really get you pumped up. You want to watch that? No. OK. What about the Women's College World Series? The exact same thing. It's like there are so many great baseball outlets that you can pursue right now that have the brand of baseball that you are looking for. And if we yes. can increase the viewership on that, yes. I think it puts 
even more pressure on MLB to be like, oh, we do want these personalities. We do want, uh, you know, no commercial breaks between the top and the bottom of the first inning. Like mm-hmm. there are so many small things that the sport can do that the sport is already doing yep. that I think we could take advantage of. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think, um, again, like softball in particular, like I, I love college baseball, obviously, right? I can talk about it all day and I, I watch it all the time, but the <laughs> College baseball does still have even more. It's 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 seeping into to college baseball, right? We're more three true outcome. Like that's also very true to that point. Um, and obviously, there's a lot of pitching changes and a lot of. But softball is just oh my goodness! It's just it's I can't it really. It's it seems simple, but it really is just just checks out in so many ways that are that are better than baseball. And of course, there's some adjustments, but obviously, when the stakes are this high too, like it's it's just great TV. So. Certainly, certainly encourage everyone tuning in. And yes, shouts out Kevin Brown, who I don't believe will be on the championship series call because they um, alternate those crews and they kind of have the A team do the champ series. But Kevin is fantastic. I've I, obviously every time I see Kevin at Camden Yards this year, I'm just like talking to him about softball. So you know, shouts out Kevin. Mm-hmm. Well, Jordan, can't thank you enough for being here, man. Uh, and I think everybody's lucky to have you championing. Uh, the College World Series on both sides. So, yeah, thanks so much for being here, man. Absolutely. Anytime, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, man. Take care. Woo! <laughs> Listen, all right. that guy, like, this is just, he's just the best. He's That's just the amazing. best for this, for all of it. He's just great. Right? Like, we, we all need more Jordans in, in our lives. I mean, it's also you too fast because, you know, you are the Jordan here and I'm the Jake. Uh, one one I mean? thing to admit here. Um, I totally thought his hat at first was Maryland, which is why no. I skipped, which is why I skipped straight to it. I was just taking it back. I was like, well, I got to say the Maryland thing. I messed up. That's on me. That I is goofed. absolutely on me. Yeah. I goofed. That's all right. It's all right. It's all good. We all goof. <laughs> we all goof occasionally. Or we, 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 it's very funny. We went a little long on that segment, but how could we not? That was the way that we I mean, wanted of course, to be. That's, that's, what, that, exactly. that's what the baseball show is all about. We want to bring everything about this wonderful sport um, on here. And we want to keep you on your toes every week. So it, you don't know what it does. Gonna be. It does perfectly transition to our next segment, which is our thing of the week, our one thing of the week. And I actually slipped. I mentioned it at the end there. We, should be doing exactly what the KBO does, which is do not go to commercial break between the top and the bottom of the inning. Yeah. The amount, the, how quickly that speeds the game by only going to commercial break at the end of each inning, I think is just like absolutely fantastic. I don't know if they, I don't, if I recall correctly, I don't think they do it throughout the entirety of the broadcast, but like just skip the ads in the first. I understand that that's against everything that American culture, you know, believes in because the highest ad revenue is probably going to be in the first inning when the most people are tuning in. But like, oh man, it just feels so good to be able to use that time to do a review of what happened in that inning or do a nice deep dive into the picture that you're about to see. It just speeds the game along. I love it. I like it a lot. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody is going to agree with you there. Um, just, make it a better flow and make you feel like you're actually at the game. You know, when you're at a game, you feel you have that, that change of pace. There's no ad throwing being thrown in your face in between innings and everything. It just makes it so much better. Obviously MLB is going to say, look, that's just so much money on the table that we're leaving. All right, find another way to do it. But it, it makes all the sense in the world uh, to, to make that a better experience for the user at this point. Uh, my thing of the week, I, I just wanted to give a shout out to Jordan White, put a lot of time into his article. Mm-hmm. that just came out. WES it's weighted. Uh, effective strikes that is an improvement on csw it's essentially um adjusting uh, well not adjusting that's actually jesse rosh's article over at uh, uh baseball perspectives was also talked about emphasizing csw in certain counts it does a great job with that so definitely go check that one adjusted called strikes all strikes are created equal but this is essentially taking our csw stat and saying hey um when there's a three ball count it's not nearly as important with three and oh than it is oh two and Two strike counts are a little bit more weighted. And Jordan White did a really good job with it. You can check it out on the Pitchwell site. Uh, but in short, uh, can you guess who the leaderboard of the weighted effective strike rate is this year? Um, what do you want? You want number one overall? Number one uh, WES, yes. Uh, is it is it McClanahan? Uh, it is It is Shane McClanahan. Come on, buddy. How Ah! Fine. It's earned strike, by the way. Not, not, not effective strike. So McClanahan, yeah. Burns, and Aaron Ashby, which is why I think Jordan White ultimately did it. 
because it's mm. another Aaron Ashby thing. And if you know Jordan mm. White, it's it's all about Aaron Ashby. But, but really, passes the eye test of all the names at the top of this. I think it's awesome. It makes all the sense in the world. Does it have the same simplicity of CSW? Not necessarily. It's not as quick to calculate. But it's better. It's more predictive and descriptive. So when it comes to actually analyzing these guys, um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to look into this a little bit more. And hopefully we can get this on our player pages in the near future. But yeah, that's you the thing know- of the week from me. What, you want to know why I uh, knew it was Shane McLennan? Why? Because I read the article, you dingus. Yeah, you did. Great piece. It's a great piece. <laughs> you should go check it out. It's fantastic work. I should have worn my uh, McLennan fan shirt today. If you great don't shirt. have that, you go to, the, go to the merch store. Go get yourself a lovely McLennan fan shirt. But you know what? I think it's time, Fast, to ask Eric Mura, our wonderful producer, a question. Hello. All right, guys. Hello. I want... Yes. Initial reactions to Joe Madden's canning. Oh man, uh, Griffin. Joe Madden is Griffin Canning. <laughs> is that the question? Is that, Joe yeah, Madden Griffin yes. Canning? Is that is that right, guys? Is that true? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's it because he disappeared. Um, wow! Wow! I uh, I mean, my reaction is I understand it. I, I my under my grasp of the situation is that Madden was surprised, which I don't think is necessarily great. But I uh, look when a team loses twelve straight, something needs to be different, and oftentimes that's firing a manager. You know, you saw Girardi go, and the Phillies have been really good since. And maybe you don't want to catalyze the two, or you don't want to not or correlate the two, is what I should say. But something needed to be changed, and I mean, ultimately, we say all these things about how much the manager has influence, but. They're the ones that get the uh, the blame at the end of the day. That's their job. And if you win twelve, yeah. if you lose twelve straight, that's it's kind of the name of the game. Um, so I mean, I was shocked to see it, but uh, I guess when I came to you know really think about it some more, it's not too surprising. Yeah, I I was definitely shocked by it. I you know. Last night they got a complete game shutout thrown against them by Michael Walker. Yeah. So it's kind of funny to me. Yeah, that I, Michael I saw Waka... your tweet fast. I saw it. Oh, but 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 even just the fact that like is that Joe Madden's fault that 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 Mike Trout went over twenty seven, over twenty eight? No, it's maybe Tommy it Pham's fault. Yeah, yeah, it could be Tommy Pham's yeah, fault. Um, so I don't know. It's funny. I I sent out another tweet that was maybe my most controversial tweet in the history of me being on Twitter. That was Whoa, like, if you're the fast. Phillies. How are you oh, yeah. on the phone with Joe Madden? And everyone interpreted that as me being like, the Phillies should get Joe Madden. Um, but I didn't know how much everyone hates Joe Madden. It was unbelievable <laughs> to me. Um, I will say I was uh, uh, like, didn't really understand the move until I saw this quote from The Athletic that Mike Petriello put out from, I think it's from Joe Madden. It's definitely from this article. It says, it's been kind of difficult overall. I'm into analytics, but not to the point where everybody wants to shove it down your throat. Real baseball people have felt somewhat impacted by all of this. You're unable to just go to the ballpark and have some fun and play baseball. It's too much controlled by front offices these days. And I, I can understand, at its face, I can understand that quote. Like, it maybe you could interpret that as like, bring more eye test to the game. Like, that's okay. Like, let guys have fun and go out and just relax and not go up to home plate and think, you know, what's my Woba in this count? I get that but that maybe points to an underlying element where the track record of the angels for many years has not been good, uh, right. not just offensively, but from pitchers as well. Right. It's not a place that a pitcher would go and we'd be like, Oh, Noah Syndergaard's going here. A lot of great analytics department. So that also speaks to me that maybe the front offices are not that interested in it. So I don't know. Uh, it it kind of makes sense. Um, I hope they can turn it around, but yeah, I, uh, I guess that's my initial reaction. Honestly, I just blame Taylor Ward for going to the IL. That's uh, it. Yeah. That, that's all go. it is, man. He was it. Um, I will. I'll be waving my arms for the Angels as much as I can. Mm. You know. Um, so we're so we're gonna we're gonna jump to our next second. But before we do, I do want to remind everybody: subscribe to the show, leave a rating, a review if you can. I uh, again, we're not going to be having this podcast on the Pitcherless Fantasy Baseball feed moving forward. So take a moment and go subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Nick and Alex Baseball Show. We cannot wait to continue doing this seriously this is my most fun <clears throat> thing that i do now to me personally i enjoy this we just sit back enjoy some baseball and talk about some fun things and speaking of fun things we've got the image of the week fast mm. you wouldn't let me like look at yours i didn't i wasn't supposed to know anything about your image so well, no. uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get this up you like yelled at me nick don't don't look this up that's what you told no, me. Well, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You were you were allowed to uh, 
look at the image, <clears throat> but you are not allowed to figure out what the image is about. Okay. Right. Okay. So Nick, the, the question. This looks like a ball player I have, in a blue hat. <laughs> I told you not to look. Um, <laughs> The, the question that I have for you, okay? Yeah. So this, um, I, I want you to tell me, yeah, what did this player just do, okay? What did this player, and I have four choices for you, okay? okay? Four choices, sure. Did he give up a game-tying home run? Uh-huh. Did he get a terrible called strike called a ball okay so uh-huh. a terrible missed call okay mm-hmm. yep. did he do that thing that always cracks me up where he like accidentally farts and then like a plume of smoke like comes out of his butt and it kind of lets everyone know that he farted I'm um what? did he you never seen that before what Wait, are you serious you've never That's... seen that video clip no no where, i forgot who it is that batter standing at home plate and he's about to swing and he does a check swing and a plume of smoke comes out of his butt and everyone's like, oh, he fully farted. Like he just fully farted at home plate. Um, I cannot believe you have not seen that. I have not seen um, that. No. Okay. Uh, or did he throw a no-no? I'm going to say it's a terrible called strike called the ball. Okay. Drum roll. That's the face I would make looking at the umpire. Yes, exactly. And that is because you are incorrect. This man <laughs> just threw a no-hitter. Okay, so this is uh, Shoto Imanaga of the Bay Stars over in Japan. He uh-huh. threw, I believe, the first no-hitter in this stadium against the Nippon Ham Fighters, which is Shohei Otani's old team. Yeah. Uh, the only no-hitter that's ever been thrown in that stadium. Okay, he Amazing. did not care. This is him. This is him surrounded by his teammates. He does not care at all. <laughs> and it cracks me up. The entire video is his teammates running towards him, pointing at him, shaking him. And he does his face does not. It's just literally as if some like there was a fly out in the first inning. It is unbelievable. And he Andre. just made history. So it's Clubot. It's Clubot. Yeah. Even Clubot yeah. actually had a smile during the no hitter. You know what? After, yeah. Amazing. This I'm video kidding. clip. If you have not seen it, it's on uh, Reddit backslash R baseball. Uh, you should go check it out because it makes me laugh very hard. All right. What is yours? Um, so mine is, you know, a celebration of this show. This is look at this dude. Uh, this is a, a Kansas City Royals fan who uh, is upper deck. And then the same at bats. I uh, caught not one, but two foul balls in his hat. Unbelievable. And I have never caught a foul ball in my life. But this guy, uh, just uh, this is the dream. Every day you go to the park, you are thinking you are going to be this man. And the fact that he did it not once but twice is just, it's the American dream in a photo. Look, he's got his face. <laughs> he's got his peace sign. He's got his hat. He's got the ball. This is, this is everything that you want from being a baseball fan. So I, I think it's incredible. <laughs> I love the notion of that, of, of that being what they, what people refer to, like when people immigrate to this country, they're like, I want to live the American dream. I want to yes. go to a, a Kansas City Royals game in the middle of the day and catch two foul balls in my hat Dude, so I can give them the to my son. And the same at bat. And the, the same, same at, at bat. bat. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the statistical improbability of fouling a ball off twice to the same place is already ridiculous. I mean, one yeah. was it bounced off of the, uh, off of the stadium to the guy. And the next one, you just caught. And it was insane. It was insane. Absolutely insane. And look at this. This is just pure joy. He's like, no, it is. Who? It's, oh, it's also like it. it's also like the it's the it's the Kool-Aid man personified. Like he's literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I, I really dig that. All right. I want to move on to the uh, one of my favorite segments of the week, which mm. is the pitch of the week. This is a pitch that uh, might not oft be talked about, although both of our examples, especially if you listen to uh, that other podcast, which we do, which sucks, uh, definitely <laughs> a, a, a pitch that we talk about pretty frequently, both yours and mine. But go ahead, Nick. What is your pitch of the week? Oh, it's not, we're not going to do, we're not, oh yeah, we are going to do mine. Yes, hi, Zach Eflin's curveball, because this thing has showed up and it's amazing. It's three straight, three straight starts of this. And why is this my pitch of the week? Because it's third in the majors and hard contact allowed. I think mm-hmm. you don't realize how good it is. We talked about it a decent amount. It's the most maddening thing. But the fact that it has a sub 8% hard contact rate on its pitch, only Jordan Hicks's, uh, Jordan Hicks and uh, Corton Burns have pitches that are allowing less hard contact, which is absolutely insane. 
Uh, O-swing over 40%. Uh, he's getting tons of strikes on it, 36% CSW. And the fact that he's actually now harnessing it, hopefully crossing my fingers, I think it's the perfect time to highlight Zach Eflin's curveball. I dig that. I really dig that. Uh, it, it, we've been, I feel like we've been talking about it for years about like, is he going to throw it more consistently? And then he had some right. quote in the athletic last year about being like, oh, I kind of, uh, I kind of understand that a little, you know, I kind of, I feel more empowered to throw it. So it's been great. Very excited to see that. Mine is a little bit of a cop out, but man, you know how excited I am about it. And that's Edward Cabrera's change oh, yeah. up. Now, obviously, it, he, he didn't even have the best day with it today. Today was the second start of uh, of the year for him uh, going up against the Nationals. I think he only had like a 24 percent CSW overall, 23 percent. He only got seven mm. whiffs on 37 thrown. So uh, seven whiffs is nice in a vacuum, but on 37 thrown isn't really that great, especially with two called strikes. So not as dominant as we saw in that start against Colorado. But when I say dominant against that start against Colorado, it was truly dominant. It and really the, was. The, the first one that pops up here, this 96 mile an hour changeup. I mean, there are people who are like, no, I think baseball savant have, has that wrong. Baseball savant did not have that wrong. Nope. It was a 96 mile an hour changeup. What I want to hear from you. Uh, so it's a cross seam circle changeup grip. How do okay. you throw that 96 miles an hour? Like that, that's, <laughs> it. that's it. That's what so it looks like. My understanding uh is okay if you're if you're watching the video on youtube which you should it's on uh, it's on our youtube channel this uh podcast and a live stream uh you're throwing a normal two seam fastball and you just have your fingers down the rails as lewis thorpe said on the talking pitching podcast with us i love that down the railroad tracks i uh, now you essentially do that with your middle and your ring finger and then you take your index and your thumb and you make that circle now if you go deeper into your palm you're going to slow it down so what you can do is you can actually keep it farther out. And the less that you have it actually in your hand, you can see the gap between my fingers here. I can see there's a hole, a hole an actual hole of light. But the farther you get into it, the slower it's going to be. So I imagine, I would guess, that Edward Cabrera has a large gap as he throws this one to keep the velocity alive. Eric Zoom just gave me the vapors. Um, <laughs> That was that was a that was, that was a well sexy done. Zoom. Yeah, that was now, that was good stuff. <laughs> I, I I I'm gonna see if I can send this image to Eric real quick because I I did a little sleuthing um, and I forgot that I did this sleuthing. Uh, Eric, I don't know if it's way too late for you to be able to get that on the show, but here are two images from Getty Images um, that are zoom ins of that change up grip. Um, my files are too powerful. Uh, one of them is able to send. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't seem as if it's that far back. It seems as if it, no, there's I, a gap. It does I see seem, it. I see it. There's yeah, a small a gap. gap. There's a gap there. Oh yeah. It doesn't seem like it's that considerable. No, it no. no I, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is in there, but you can kind of see on like the um, the pinky on the right that there there is mm-hmm. kind of some a little bit of a gap, a little bit of space. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you have okay. large hands, you know, you got large. I mean, you got large fingers. It's a. It's, it helps making you know, that it's funny. thing be a little pearl in your hand been playing bass all my life and i still got tiny baby hands um <laughs> all right nick i want to move on to our next conversation here oh, now that we're no, talk, no. done talking what the best it's my favorite what, one fast it's my favorite what? one it's wild thoughts wild thoughts is is, is is my favorite okay and we're gonna have some wild oh thoughts i skipped today. it i wasn't gonna say anything i was playing it real cool but you know what you weren't and nick <laughs> one uh alex two probably for this podcast i uh, hmm. I'm going to, yeah, appropriate. Alex, what is your wild thought today? Do you have one? I, I mean, is, is there something that you just got to tell the world that we got to do? I was so about to just crush this beer on my head. I was feeling so passionate <laughs> about this. Um, I want th- just three games a day on Monday, and I don't want any of them to overlap. Oh, I you want, want just a full day of baseball. I, it's not even that I want a full day of baseball. I want focus. Yeah. On one baseball game, like uh, in in the KBO, they take off Mondays, which I don't really dig because like I want to see we baseball every day. Yeah, we do. But it. when there's a rain out, they have that game on Monday. Uh-huh. One of the biggest complaints uh, about us not being able to put superstars in the mainstream media is that it's tough to get these guys focused on. Right? There's so many games happening yeah. at any given time. Even when we watch the Sunday night baseball game, the beginning hour is usually overrun by some other baseball games that are happening. Mm-hmm. I want that but for more teams and a larger slate like even if you say it fine start at noon do a noon do a noon a three a six and a nine like opening day 
And then like, sure, there's going to be duds. I understand that. That's just the nature of baseball. There's also dud Thursday night football games and dud Monday night football games. We get it. I want that because I want a national audience to be able to tune in and be able to take some of the pressure off of ESPN of like always having to have a competitor on there. Like mm. there's a, like people are like, Oh, oh, great. The Yankees again on ESPN. Well, guess which team has the most fans tune in? You know what I mean? Same thing with the Phillies, same thing with the Mets. Like if we, we have to do our part to be able to tune into those other teams. And I think this is a great way to do it. So do it. Just do it. You dingus. Just do it. So, so Eric is calling this duds on Monday, which I think is pretty funny. Duds on Monday. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> you know what? Relax. <laughs> Last I checked, we were up eight to two against the Cubbies. All right. Go pick on someone your own size. Um, Oreo oh, Monday right. does sound kind of nice. Right. Um, my my wild thought today is I I want one at bat again. I like the ideas of just like random things once. Just mm. like you get these extra little strategies, like you're playing like Mario Strikers or something, and you get to use your Ooh. special special thing every so often. I can't wait. Um, I like the idea of you have to. I know this is going to sound like absolutely terrible. Um. But I, I like the idea that you have to make a batter be a switch hitter on demand once a game. Uh, so, like, if he's a righty and he's, like, the best righty, he has to be a lefty. And you don't know who you're going to choose. Once a game, you're like, all right, you know what? You got to be a lefty. And it might actually encourage hitters to actually learn how to hit lefty because they get they're expected to do it once. The team only gets one, one time an entire game to do it. So you got to switch it up once a game. Are they uh, required to? Do they have to use it? No, of course not. But they have this in their back pocket. Like, when are you going to make them hit the opposite hand in this? And, you know, if all of a sudden now Cedric Mullins, like, hey, there's some value in being able to go on both sides of the plate. You know, we've we've even pushed it away so much that like, oh, Cedric Mullins stopped doing that and it became better. Maybe other guys can do it. Ozzy Albies, right? I, but now there's added value to that ability where they won't be able to be uh taking advantage of that way so i know you don't like it fast you give me the big thumbs down it's not as wild of my other wild thoughts but it's, I hate it. it's not that i don't like it i hate it nick <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's it that's, so that's, that's alex's <laughs> commentary um so speaking of things that we love i uh, let's let's go to baseball nostalgia for a second let's think okay. about old timey stuff and i have a question for you what is the most ridiculous baseball stat you remember? And I'm not talking about things like now in the game, but like when you were growing up, there was that thing that you're like, oh, yeah, that is a stat that I know that I recite that nobody should know now. Um, I, I, I guess it's not like a, a stat. Um, but I, I, maybe it is. So I, I very well remember who you remember the curse of the Andino, Robert Andino scoring the winning one run against the it was the day where it was the great. Honestly, in my opinion, the greatest day in baseball history where it was oh, the Yankees playing against. Yeah. Yeah. The, so the, truly the greatest day in baseball history. Um, and I remember who Robert Andino scored. Because everyone remembers that Robert Andino walked off the Red Sox against Jonathan Papelbon, you know, mm. taking the Red Sox out of the playoffs. But who led to that? The guy who doubled before that, he doubled in Chris Davis, and he uh, uh, he scored the tying. Uh, he scored the winning run. He brought in the tying run. Do you remember who it was? It was not Chris Tillman. Yeah, Chris Tillman had a one-off at bat uh, and uh, achieved Baltimore fame. No, uh, oh my God, the Zoom again. Um, no, it was Nolan Reimold. Really? Nolan Reimold. I would expect <laughs> you to have a Nolan Reimold jersey, or at least a jersey. Uh, yeah, I, I should. I do like the esoteric Baltimore, like a Larry <laughs> Bigby jersey. Gotta get him. Uh, I, I love those, like a Nate McLeod jersey. Um, like I, I, I really am fans. Like I, I have a Williams Estadio jersey for a reason. Uh, but yeah, what about you? What's the one kind of thing that you remember? I remember this distinctly. I um, I went to a, a day camp, summer camp, right? And I, when I was like, I must have been ten years old, and I went to a the Yankee game. I went to the Yankee game. Where the Yankees won their 100, I believe, 13th game 
of the regular season, making it so that there were more than the Cubs 112, so that they had the most ever regular season wins, right? Okay. Oh, yeah. And I was at that game, and I then went to day camp the next day, and I was like, I'm going to submit to their little to their paper or whatever, like the thing that they put out at lunch to people that there I have a trivia question about uh-huh. who was the last out of the Tampa Bay Rays Yankee game when the Yankees won, you know, the most games ever. Um, and it was Aaron Ledesma. Oh my God. Well, that's a, yeah. That's a name. And no one submitted an answer. <laughs> really? <laughs> no that one. Absolutely no one did. So there, there, I was so destroyed about it. <laughs> There are two things. One, I wish Eric could run the tape back so we could see how many times you like faux tipped your cap while you were retelling that story. It was very funny to me. Two, Pickle Wizard 99 just dropped a very funny comment uh, that really got me laughing on the cast. He says, every week, Alex gives us a realistic-ish addition to the game of baseball, and Nick responds with his fondest memories of Mario Party. <laughs> it's a great game. Funny. Yeah, that's great game. good stuff. That's um, good stuff. Okay, fast. I uh, man, we we we're, we're blazing <laughs> through this week. <laughs> uh, no commercial breaks. Okay, uh, the second baseman not. has to take his pants off once a game. <laughs> <laughs> he can't wear a glove. You know, <laughs> you know, one position. You know, like you know, let's just have a game once a year where the entire team can't yeah. have a glove. It's just like it's, okay, it's old timers day. Great. You know. Big that's man. it. Uh, that, 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 that's crazy. Right. Well, four that's teams crazy. get relegated. Yeah, one guy has to be the oldest guy in the stadium, and he's got to throw seventeen pitches. <laughs> it's not called <laughs> rational thoughts. It's not called that. It's called wild thoughts. It does wild thoughts. Fast. We've got a week ahead of us <laughs> of so much baseball. Is there is there a thing that you Alex Fast is super hyped about. Um, you took you took the good one, so I'm not going to say what it yeah. is because that is a really that's a really good one. And you stole all of them. You didn't just stay with one person. You stole. Well, you'll you'll see what I mean in a it's second. A um, I I I'm curious. I'm excited to see how how the Halos bounce back. Um, I'm curious to see like. What, you know, obviously you already brought up Girardi earlier on the podcast and how the firing seemed to light some sort of fire under them. Uh, and and I'm kind of curious to see if the same thing happens in Anaheim. Um, I mean, a lot of people will probably point to the fact that Mike Trout uh, hit a home run, <laughs> which I think is kind of funny, but that's also Mike Trout. And I don't think we can dig too much into that. Um, but I'm curious to see, like, uh if that team continues to lose, right? Yeah. If that team loses, you know, six of their next 10 or seven of the next 10, people are going to be like, see, it wasn't Madden. Um, so I'll be curious to see what happens there. I would just love to hear, you know, we tried to get some guys on to talk about this tonight um, because I don't, I don't really feel comfortable giving my opinion on it because what the, what the heck do I know? But like, I want to know in a clubhouse, if you truly feel that losing streak it seems mm. like you do the comments yeah. that we hear are like you know joe madden lost his temper with a reporter last night i think mike trout uh said that you know things were pretty good in the clubhouse that we like had a conversation about it um but i want to know like i mean try, i try to think about it realistically if i have 12 bad days at the office my 13th day at the office i'm going to be pretty grumpy about it sure you know yeah. what i mean uh, Alex has never lost. No, no, no. It's true. Would you like me to show you my Emmy? Um, <laughs> so, um, wow. Yeah. They, wow. Uh, is, that, is that how you respond to everything? Yeah. And they're like, sir, we just want to know what your Wendy's order is. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Okay. You, oh, you want to see my Emmy? <laughs> they're like, no, sir, please. I really hope um, like you add like a notch on your belt that just holds the Emmy. Holds the weight down. Uh, an got- Emmy sleeve that you have or sheath. I have like severe back pain. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, do you think that like, and, and also at oh, yeah. what point does that permeate through the clubhouse? Well, okay, Is it so a five game streak? There's a lot of things about this. I mean, we've seen it in cinema showcase where like, you know, Moneyball, you have like Jeremy Giambi partying after these lose and Brad Pitt throws a, f- you know, throws a whole fit, right? 
-hmm. You have it in major league. You have it all the time where like these guys don't care about losing. And that's the idea of it. That's not how it is. I mean, I've always been conflicted with this a lot. Like I remember, you know, there were times and Brandes, of course, that we didn't win every game. And uh, I personally, I'm someone that instead of acting sullen, I'm someone who tries to always be positive and try to keep the morale up. So I will kind of act as if like I'm not, you know, I'm not as affected by it. But then there's also a sign of respect of, hey, we're losing right now and we have to be serious because we have to get this work done. Right. Um, So it it depends on the clubhouse. It depends on uh, who is in it, if they are taking it seriously or not. And that can be body language in different ways. Uh, how, you know, we've seen like Mickey Calloway loses cool, you know, um, with Jason Vargas uh, when that wasn't going well. Like you, tensions are always higher when you're losing and they're so much easier. It's a fun clubhouse, as they say. And, oh, they have such a great chemistry. That's always when they're winning, right? Um, I think it's really important to, you know, that's when you look to your leaders in a clubhouse to say like, all right, set the tone yeah. of not only of how we are going to stay confident through this, but also how we're going to adjust and improve and take it seriously and be better. So, I mean, that that's the best I can say for not being in a major league clubhouse. Mm-hmm. I, and I can imagine that there are going to be also clashing people, right? They're going to be the guys that are like, no, you're not supposed to celebrate. I remember my coach getting really upset at us on, on the bus once. Cause we just lost a double header and we lost like four in a row or something. And he was like, you're not allowed to make jokes right now, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, that that's one way to handle it. But, you know, some guys I'm sure are going to be a little bit different. So that comes down to the manager. And clearly, yeah. Andrew wasn't doing it well. So yeah. that's that. All right. So what about you? Well, what am I hyped about? Yeah, what are you hyped about? Uh, all, not seeing any more fallen angels puns. Uh, but <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, look, it's it's pretty obvious. This is, a, this is such an exciting week. We have Steven Strausberg coming back. Beautiful. I'm curious how he's looking after TOS. We have Ty Lord McGill. He hath risen again. He's mm-hmm. coming back this weekend. Great. Clayton Kershaw returning. Finally, Tatiaga is going to be the ace that is always going to ace. And mm-hmm. guess what? Shane Boz finally showing up for the twins. I mean, all of this stuff is amazing. I'm so excited <laughs> to see these guys go. I won't pick one thing. I won't, Eric. I will not. Because it's I am picking one thing of injured pitchers returning. That is my theme. Redemption arcs. Uh, soaring and ascension as they go back up the ladder to success. That is a wonderful thing. You should all be watching those games, rooting for their success. And I, I can't wait. Pitchers coming back. Thank you, Eric. That's exactly what I'm hyped about. Eric, Eric is is crushing this one today. Eric is oh, Eric yeah. is the is the is the is the king of this podcast. Well, before we move on to the final thing, which is about who's going to win the World Series, I got I got to get a little bit of an axe to grind here. I, I, I Eric, help me out. Do you are you familiar with Kate Bush? Do you, did you get that <laughs> pop culture reference from earlier? Yeah, I know who Kate Bush is. I don't live under a rock. <laughs> Thank you. Like, what is happening? I felt like I was in the friggin' twilight zone over here. It's, 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 un- it's unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. I was sitting what? here with two friends. I knew, oh, whatever. All right. Uh, what, you're not allowed to be friends with people that don't know Kate Bush. What is this? I understand that, but I mean, it's in the zeitgeist right now. You know what I mean? People, everyone's talking about Oh, no, about I understood. I, I, know what you're, I, I know what you're talking about and everything, but oh, I was okay. like, oh, yeah, right. let me go listen. I know that Kate Bush song. I mean, give me two Kate Bush songs. Uh, two Kate Bush songs. Uh, yeah. How many can I give you? Running up that hill, Wuthering well, that's Heights. That's the one that's trending. Um, yeah, trending. Yeah, Wuthering Heights is the other one. Um, uh-huh. uh, Babushka. Um, You're making these uh, up. This is literally you no. making them up. No, absolutely not. Babushka is a great song. I love My that song. It's about out. a game. Uh, uh, okay, it's it's about a it's about a woman who is upset that she's falling apart from her husband, so she writes him sexy letters as a temptress, and then he ends up falling for her again. Um, there's my favorite, which is, wait, wait. Uh, I, I would uh, honestly believe that you've had that novella in your head for a long time. And now you're just, no, no, no. It. Suspended in gaffa. The first Kate Bush song I ever heard. And I was like, this uh-huh. woman's voice is amazing. All right. Fast. Floyd is the reason she exists. So what? You don't like pink Floyd now. All right. Um, what is that? Uh, go ahead. Take it. Sorry. Fast. Who is going to win the world series? It's not going to be the Marlins Orioles or Brewers. Who is it going to be? Well, dang it, you dingus. I had my answer all queued up, and then half the team got injured like two seconds ago. So I don't know how I'm feeling about this. Wait, but what? The what do you mean push- half the team yeah. got injured? 
So apparently you Darvish beamed half of the New York Metropolitans no. today. It looked like Pete Alonso might have a maybe a broken bone. Starling no. Marte left the game. Meanwhile, what? so my legacy league team is done because now it's six players on the IL for me. So yay to me. Um, uh, but let's pretend like that didn't happen. Hopefully, by the time you're hearing this, we find out that Pete Alonso was just removed as a precaution and his hand is fine. But that does not sound like it would happen. Starling Marte, hopefully that's a precaution, too. Um, I was going to say it was going to be the New York Metropolitans. No team. Oh, man, I cursed it. And I was writing it. I was writing it in the notes being like, I'm going to say this. And all the Mets fans are going to be like, why would you say this? You're 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 cursing us. Um no team has a more commanding lead on their division than the Mets do right now. They're they're nine games ahead, um, and like I said, no team has a more commanding lead. And they've done this without the best pitcher in baseball in Jacob Degrom. They they're twelve and five, I believe, since Scherzer hit the IL. So now we're talking about a team that Scherzer and Degrom could theoretically return after the All Star break. And as long as they still have like a five six game lead on the division coming into that, that could truly be a runaway. They have the second best WOBA in baseball, only four points behind the Los Angeles Dodgers. And something that I found out today, which kind of blew my mind, they have seven qualified players with a WRC plus over 100, which leads all oh, of yeah, baseball. That's really no, good. no other team has, has more players with the WRC wow. plus over 100. That's yeah. their defense has stepped up as well. Um, they could theoretically still continue to add uh, a really good bullpen arms, which I think is going to help them even more. I mean, Sure, maybe they can even go out and get like a uh, like a Frankie Montas or something because, I mean, honestly, I would feel pretty comfortable going in with Scherzer, DeGrom, and Bassett with like Carrasco coming out of the pen or Tyler McGill coming out of the pen or even Tyler McGill as the number three. They might not even need that. They might just need two or more. I thought, really I thought you were just saying, just have Tyler McGill coming out of the pen or Tyler McGill coming out of the pen. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean but, it like that. I mean, I'll, I'll put it this way. I... The Mets right now on fan graphs have a 97% chance of making the playoffs. You don't need the Mets to hold this 38-19 win-loss record, right? You don't need that. They can go on a stretch right now where they go 20 and 20, 20 and 24 even, and still be in a decent chance to make the playoffs, right? Yeah. All they need to do is get there with a healthy Scherzer and DeGrom. Uh, Carlos Carrasco has been a really nice surprise for them this year. Um, and it's a, I say a surprise when like, oh, you're thinking 2018, 2019, the, a but he's been through a lot. And to see that change of insider come through lately is great. Tyler McGill is coming back to give them a little bit more uh, I don't know, headroom moving forward here to, to stay above water. But yeah, that, that offense does start to slow down. I mean, there are guys overperforming right now. Seven, uh, seven guys above a 100 WRC plus so essentially saying seven above average hitters mm-hmm. is exceptional. And I don't think any of us really expected that. So removing Marte, removing Alonso, that's down to five. And is that Cabrera? Is that Canna? Is that Nimmo? It's tied is for that, third, by the way. Five would uh, be tied for third. Well, there you go. Right. So I'm saying you're down to five. And then those guys, the, the other five, whoever they are, hopefully they can keep performing at that level. Lindor, I assume, is there too. Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, just they just got to just play 500 ball at this point. You know, they're, they're uh, 19 games above 500. Just stay there. And you're fine. <laughs> Eric, are you an A's ball. fan? Yeah, yeah, I am. You come out dunking on the O's and you're <laughs> an A's fan over here? You're talking about dunking on the I'm O's? I'm a silent A's that. fan. Quietly, quietly an A's fan. Okay, all right. Uh, I'll take he's that. Got, he's got a, that. an A's hat on his brick wall every time I talk to him. But but fast, I think it's time to announce the winner of this. And can you, you know, in chat right now, put in the name of that uh, that picture that I showed the graphic. I'm not going to spoil it this time. Um, but chat, you should be putting that name now. And fast, who do you think that was? That we're giving away some free PL Plus right now. Put it in. Can we? Can, can I take a last look at it one more time? Can I? Yes. Can we? Can we see the, the 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 graphic one more time? I'm choosing between two people. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that's Eric Cabrera. So there's the changeup, by Eric, the way. I was going to say, oh, there is a changeup. Okay, great. So I'm, yeah. I'm glad that we got to see that. I uh, Is it Nestor Cortez? It is not Nestor Cortez. Uh, so Martin Twitch Paris. chat, you should be putting in this player into chat right now. The last name, there it is. It's on the screen. For you to win a month of PL Plus. Uh, 159 ERA, poor 8-8 whip, 51 innings, 6 uh, wins zero losses. Uh, oh, looks like we got some people getting it right. The correct answer is Tony Gonsolin. He has 51 innings? 
51 innings fast. That's crazy. I didn't think he'd yeah. have that many innings. Yeah, well, we're two months in now. Six and Where am I? <laughs> in two months. All right. Uh, that is going to take us out. Congratulations to CJM Bucks for watching on Twitch and winning a free month of PL Plus. Just send me a DM on Twitter and I'll send you the, the coupon. But that's it for today. So on behalf of Eric Murrah, our amazing podcast producer, uh, my name is Nick Pollock. I'm Alex Fast. And we'll talk to you guys next week.